you have seven seconds to make a first impression. Like within the first seven seconds of meeting someone, we've decided how we feel about them. You know, are we comfortable around them? Do they seem likable, trustworthy? And that's before we even speak. You are listening to The Productivity Podcast. This is not just another productivity podcast that puts more pressure on you to wake up at 5 a.m., work eight hours a day, or check off a hundred tasks to be productive, successful, and happy. Hey there, I'm Brittany Dixon, and we're here to create your life by design and explore the true end goal of productivity, to live a meaningful, impactful, fulfilled life and business without sacrificing your family. We're here to give you the bite-sized productivity hacks and digital organizing tips to create routines in your life and business that free up your time for family, more self-care, creativity, and passion projects, bougie meals, travel, or whatever makes you happy. We're here to help you work smarter, not harder, and live the life you love without the burnout. Let's dive in. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Productivity Podcast. I am super excited today to dive in and chat with Danielle. Um, So we're going to be talking about how to make a good first impression in your business. And Danielle is actually an etiquette expert with the Detroit Academy of Etiquette. Danielle, thank you so much for hopping on today. Thank you, Brittany. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah. So I had the pleasure of connecting with Danielle through um, mutual connection and I was able to help her organize her business workspace and her strategy. It was so much fun. Um, we were able to set up 17 hats for her. If you guys haven't checked that out, I'll drop the link in the show notes, but um, obviously you can read about her in the show notes, but Danielle, why don't you dive in and give us a little bit of your background and your journey? Yes. Thank you. I absolutely am happy to do that. And also I just want to say that um friend of mine who recommended you told me it was the best money she ever spent. And I couldn't agree more. So I'm so grateful to connect with you because um, it truly has like changed my life, our time together. So thank you so much for that. Yeah. um, So yeah, so I am the founder of the Detroit Academy of Etiquette. And everyone's like, how did you get into that? How in the world? Like, no, you know, it's a kind of a unique (laughs) model. Um, And how it happened is I actually worked in a corporate setting. Gosh, it might've been six years ago. Now Um, I got hired in as an etiquette consultant for um, a company that did speech coaching and they would work with executives for top level executives who would have to prepare for these, you know, big meetings. A lot of it was in the automotive industry um, where they would have international clients come in and they'd have to do negotiating or, you know, business dinners. And so my role as the etiquette expert would sort of help them prepare for these these big moments and, um, you know, sort of do the research on the culture um, and, you know, go through all like the dining etiquette and um, greetings and, you know, how to treat these clients with the utmost respect. So I love that. Um, I did that for several years. And then after that, I sort of had a um, interest to sort of expand my um, client list. And that's when I decided to open my own company, um, Detroit Academy of Etiquette. And so my business not only works with business executives, but I've also since incorporated graduates, children, you know, not just automotive, but I work with politicians. I've worked with physicians, real estate. So that's been really fun. I've been able to be a little more creative with my curriculum and my clients. And and here I am today talking to you. Yes. So that's you know, the rundown on how that all came about. 
I love it. I love it. And I think when most people hear the word etiquette, they think about like the dishes and the utensils in the right place and manners and all of that stuff. So um, it's interesting to kind of flip this on its head and talk about it in the business setting. So I would love to kind of know your definition of etiquette and kind of how it applies in so many different areas of your life. Oh, yes. I know. I, that's always my fear of yeah. <laughs> going, into this, um, going into this profession is that people like, you know, think it's stuffy and uptight and pretentious. And, yeah. and I, I think the people that know me in my life know that that is not um, me at all. And it's yeah. actually not the way I conduct my business. Um, it's more about kindness and respect. And the number one thing I would say with etiquette is having an awareness of how we make other people feel. Because yeah. once we can like tap into that skill, we can um, have an understanding if we're connecting with people. And once you connect, you build a relationship. So it's really paying attention to how you make other people feel, making them feel special, comfortable, at ease. Um, and that's sort of the foundation of everything I teach. So now kind of talking about it in the business sense, um, I think nowadays there's so many ways that you can make a first impression with email, social media, Zoom calls. Now we're getting back to in-person meetings. Like there's so many different ways. How can you really make sure that you're making a good impression in these different types of settings and different types of communications? What kind of tips would you have around that? You crave a community of like-minded individuals who just get you. You were looking for the shortcuts and systems to help you work smarter, not harder in your business. You were looking for help with tech and tools. You were looking for the accountability and someone to keep pushing you to move the needle forward. You need to bounce ideas off of others and stop feeling so alone running your business. The Productivity Pod community is here for you. We are all about community, connection, and creating a business that supports your goals and dreams without the burnout and sacrifice. We host a free monthly office hours where you can bring your burning business questions, a coffee and connections call to get to know each other, and a members mingle happy hour for some fun and your favorite beverage. You can post your free offers and events in the group and create co-working pods to get stuff done together. We have a separate app to eliminate social media distractions. Come to the pod with intention. Join free at the productivitypodcommunity.co. Yeah, that's a great question. And I get that question a lot. Um, so I always say, and you may have heard the statistic that you have seven seconds to make a first impression. Like yeah. within the first seven seconds of meeting someone, we've decided how we feel about them. You know, are we comfortable around them? Do they seem likable, trustworthy? And that's before we even speak. I know, which is crazy. And um, so the two things that go into making a good first impression would be the messages we're sending with our body language and also yeah. our physical presentation. And when I say physical presentation, I don't mean like, are you attractive or how, right. you know, <laughs> It has nothing to do with that. It's just how we present our most authentic self. And, and so when you meet someone for the first time, especially I, this is a term I used to say, like to say is when the stakes are high, this is an important meeting for you. And a lot of what I talk about is in the business sense, but it, it actually is so useful in personal settings too. Oh, so absolutely. Yeah. So it's, it really goes, you know, in both contexts, but um, when you first meet someone and this is a really important meeting for you or an event, you want to make sure you sort of maintain formality because small details can really ruin a first impression. Um, I, I like to ask my clients, like, you know, especially people who are hiring people, I'm like, what ruins a good first impression? And I have heard absurd things, for example, oh, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, and because everyone has a thing, right. That bothers them or bumps yep. them. 
And so that's why when you go into these situations, whether it's a Zoom call, whether it's even writing an email, um, or it's meeting someone face to face, maintaining formality, thinking about your pre- your physical presentation and your body language messages. So when I talk about physical presentation, some things that have come up that are very interesting are like one gentleman always looks at people's shoes and he's like, if they're scuffed up and dirty, oh wow, how, you can't <laughs> yeah. I know, I know if you can't pay attention to that, how do you pay attention to the detail in your work? Or I've heard dirty fingernails. I've heard a dirty car. I remember I pulled up to a meeting recently and I, you know, I have four kids, three dogs. I was like, oh gosh. And he's the, the wonderful business gentleman that I met that said he looks at people's cars. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh no, don't look at my car. Right. <laughs> um, everyone has their thing. Um, yeah. You know, and it could just be something very simple. So maintaining formality, for example, when you think of email, think of like, you know, you're, it's a first impression you have a digital virtual first impression. And so maintaining formality with, you know, using um, salutations and, you know, punctuation, grammar, once you become friends and you build a relationship, you don't have to worry as much about these fine little details, yeah. but in the beginning they can sort of make or break, you know, the connection. Yeah, for sure. And I know you were just talking about like people having their little thing. So when I actually bring in contractors and hire them, um, I kind of test them at the beginning, which sounds kind of crazy, but I feel like it works, right? So um, I had put out a post on Facebook. I was looking for someone to do something specific and I was like, like, send me a message and let's connect. So then they'll send me that Facebook message. And then the next step in there is like, Hey, send me an email so that we can continue this conversation because we all know that stuff gets lost in Facebook. Right. (laughs) But I've had people that like just continue the conversation in Facebook. And I'm like, you can't pay attention to these like little details at first. I don't know that this is going to work. So I think it's huge. It might be like these tiny little small things, but it is that these things matter to people. That guy's not going to hire people with scuffed shoes, right? So um, it definitely is. And especially with social media, there's so many ways you can make good and bad impressions. And like you said, it's seven seconds. I think it's probably even less on social media because people are scrolling so quickly, but I I love that. Definitely making sure that we um, maintain that formality until we've like built that relationship. Yep. Pay pay attention to details. And then, you know, when you actually meet someone, so it's the physical presentation, we talk about body language, you know, you walk into a room, it's also paying attention to your, the messages you're sending. So one little, just quick tip is when you walk in, you want to have sort of facing a group instead of having your body turned away, you want to have open like shoulders and face the group smile. You want to pay attention to your chin. This is a small, just quick little tip. Um, your chin should always be parallel. If it's up a little bit high, you can send messages of being aloof or arrogant. If yeah. it's down too low, it can send the messages of being insecure and not very confident. So, and these are things I go through in my programs. There's just all these details. Sometimes we're not even aware of that we're sending. Oh yeah. You don't even think about it. Like you just said that and I was like, oh gosh, do I put my chin up yeah. or down? <laughs> well, and that's what is. Once you have an awareness and then you pay attention to signals that other people are sending. And that's like the more advanced, you know, stuff you can start, you know, paying attention to that helps with connection. Yeah, for sure. And I think, uh, like you said, as soon as you're aware of it, at least you can like correct or make changes and then you can start to be aware of it in other people too. So that's awesome. Okay. So you kind of touched on some in-person stuff, body language. So, um, let's say we've got some in-person dinner or lunch or potential business connections, right? What are some of those tips for etiquette while dining for some sort of business situation? 
I love this because a lot of people think, oh, it's just a dinner. It's just a yeah. lunch, happy <laughs> hour. It's a test of character when you dine with someone. And, you know, when I talk about with, with my younger clients, my children, we talk about, you know, a lot of things like, you know, eating with your mouth closed and not making a mess. But with adults, it can be a little more advanced. It can be, are you a good conversationalist? Do you monopolize the conversation? Do you, how do you talk to the staff? You know, people are paying attention to this. So it's really important that this is on point, especially in the business world. One thing I like to advise my clients is always understand your role when you go into a situation. And this isn't just for dining. Yeah. It's for if you're having a meeting, a conference, whatever it is, understand your role. And actually there's a role, you have a role in every situation in life, whether it's a social situation or personal, you're either a host or you're a guest. And each of these things come with responsibilities. If you're dining with someone in person, understand if you're the host or the guest. And then if you are the host, for example, you have certain things that you need to sort of take charge of. And um, so that's really important. And it's it comes, you know, we think about like, you know, making the reservation and offering your guests the best seat. If you invite someone, typically you pay. Now, a lot of times I just want to remind people, etiquette is guidelines. They're not rules. Right. If you've been standing with a friend or, you know, you've been dining with this, per- having lunch dates with this person for five years, maybe, they're, you know, it's different. But for like a first meeting day, you know, the stakes are high. You know, we want to understand that typically the person who invites is the person who pays. And that goes with dating, that goes with um, social situations. So, um, and then the other thing I say is it's not about the food. When you are in a business situation, it's not about the food, it's not about the drinks, it's not about ordering your favorite thing on the menu, the most expensive thing on the menu. It's about building a connection with the person you're dining with. And don't order the messiest things. Don't get sushi, right. <laughs> don't, don't get spaghetti, you know? So these are just little things to consider when you want to make a great first impression. Yeah, no, I think that's huge because I think that, again, it's those little details that maybe you're not aware of or you don't think of, and then you order spaghetti and you're wearing a white shirt. Not a great idea because <laughs> it will be messy. So I love that. So you had kind of touched on being a good conversationalist. So we're being a little bit more aware of what we're ordering and how we're like our role that we're doing within this dinner or this lunch, whatever that looks like. But the conversation is where the relationship's built. So once we've gotten past that kind of first impression, what are some tips that you have? on continuing the conversation, being a really good conversationalist during this dinner. Yeah, no, that's great. And so a lot of times, you know, I I always use small talk, like the small talk craft. A lot of people don't think about it very much, but it really is sort of the appetizer to a relationship. If you are good at small talk, typically people want to continue talking to you. If you're not, you know, it kind of can end the conversation and, and you move on. So small talk is really important. And the more you practice, the better you get. So I always encourage people to practice. But the one thing um, I like to talk about, which is interesting, if you want to be a good conversationalist, you actually need to be a good listener. Yep. Um, and so that's a really important thing. And, and we kind of talk about like the 50-50 rule, like paying attention. Are you talking and listening, you know, talking 50% of the time? listening 50% of time or close to that sort of like a tennis match. You want to think about it going back and forth, back and forth, and then also paying attention to the cues of the other person. So a lot of times we can tell, are they engaged or are they checked out and dying to get out of this conversation? So there's like little things, you know, like for example, if you get done telling your story and they have nothing to say after that typically means they weren't listening. So that's one thing. Also paying attention. Um, are they smiling like a large, awkward smile? Like kind of, it almost seems um, fake, you know, yeah. a fake smile that could indicate that they're not really engaged. 
looking at their feet. This is an interesting one. Are their feet pointing towards the door or the exit? That could also indicate that they want out of this conversation. So another thing is, this is a whole body language thing, but paying attention to their body language. A lot of times, if you have conflicting body language messages, like if I look happy and relaxed and you seem tense, we aren't connecting. Right. And once that person, the other individual starts to mirror your body language and they start to appear relaxed and comfortable, you've now started to connect. So it's really important to pay attention to that as well. Yeah. And again, it's just these tiny little small things, right? That you don't really think about unless you're super, super aware of them. Um, What are some good, because you talked about small talk and I love that you called it the appetizer to the relationship. That's super awesome. (laughs) Um, But what are some good topics of conversation? Because I know like for me, I'm an introvert. I'm one of those like I have to have people come to me. I'm also a projector in human design. So like, I like people coming to me, (laughs) but what are some of those good topics that you feel like would be in a networking setting that you could talk about some different small talk things? Yeah, that's great. I, you know, so a a lot of times it's not only the, the, the topics, it's how to break into these conversations. Like you see a group and you're like, oh my gosh, I want to approach this person. I've been meaning to connect with them, but I don't know how to like get in. Yes. And so <laughs> one little tip is sort of paying attention to if it's like two individuals or a group, if the group is open or closed and okay. how you can do that. If you look at um, their shoulders, if someone's shoulders, and I wish I was, could see you face to face, face directly at you. And my feet are directly pointed at you. That means it usually indicates there's a serious conversation. I could be telling you something serious, like my dog is sick or, you know, something that other people would observe and um, or my eye contact is also intently looking at you. That would indicate that would be a closed conversation. So you should pause, wait until it seems more open. And how you can tell if it's open is if your shoulders are more facing the individual, but also facing out. Same thing with the feet. Feet and shoulders are really important. One foot might be pointed at the individual. The other one's pointing out. And they're looking at the individual, but they kind of organically look out at the other people in the room. So that would indicate a very open conversation. So that might be a safe one to, to jump into. And so yeah. some things I like to guide my clients on discussing, a good one is how do you know the host? How are you connected to this event? You know, how do you know the bride and groom? Just be confident. Like don't pass up opportunities and don't be shy because people are typically so grateful for someone who makes the first move. And if you appreciate that, and that person makes you feel good, you're going to want to keep talking to them. And then if we have time, I can talk to you about how to get out of conversations you want to get out of. Yes. Let's dive into that now. Right. So you had already kind of touched on like the, they've checked out, they're not interested. You're like, this isn't working. How do you get out without awkwardly just walking away? (laughs) And not like making someone feel bad. So a lot of times people, you know, would say like, oh, I'm going to, you know, I have to use the restroom. I'm going to grab a drink. Well, guess what? Sometimes that person will say, oh, I'm going to grab a drink too. And then you're like, oh, I have to, I'm laughing because that has totally happened to me. Like it was just not like, we were just not jiving. And I was like, oh, I'm going to run up here. And they're like, okay, I'll come with you. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and then you're just, you're like, oh my gosh. So, yeah. Yeah. So how you can sort of maneuver that situation is really just to be honest and to say, 
you know, I, I so enjoyed speaking with you tonight. I'm sure you have other people you'd like to talk to. Let's connect next week or, you know, however you are going to follow up. I don't want to dominate your time. Um, I'll let you enjoy your drink. But just really being honest because chances are they, if they're at a networking event, they need to move on as well. Right. And they need to, you know, continue to talk to people. So they will, again, be grateful for that. So I say just be honest, genuine, yep. appreciative of your time together. Talk about a follow-up and then you just keep moving. Yeah, that makes tons of sense. Okay, so we've talked about a lot of the kind of first impressions and the small talk and those sorts of things. So what happens if we maybe did not have such a great first impression because we did not follow some of these small little tips? How can we kind of maneuver that and fix that? And sometimes like our nerves get the best of us. Oh, for sure. You know, you don't say exactly what you wanted to say and and you don't feel good about it. That happens so often to all of us. We're human beings. You know, I I don't want first impressions. Yes, are very important, but it's not the end all be all. And, you know, how many times have you had a certain impression of someone and it's changed over time? You know, you work with a colleague and they seem standoffish and not very friendly, but then you get put on a project together and, you know, you realize you both like to cook or you both like golfing and then you connect on some level and you're like, oh my gosh, I really like this person. So, you know, it's not the end all be all. It is possible to reverse those maybe negative first impressions. Um, And a way to do that is sort of help people help with a task, offer to help, ask advice, and to remember that repeated small interactions build trust the fastest. So don't go in hot and heavy and ask for like a dinner date. That might come off as weird. So, you know, sort of just step back and think about that. It it takes time to build trust and to build a connection. And consistency is really important. So you know, if, if you offer to do something, make sure you follow up and you follow through. And eventually you can start, you know, start to build that connection after a negative first impression. It's absolutely possible to do that. Yeah. And I love this because I think especially in the business space and like online business, especially this could be as small as like a comment on their Facebook post or a message to say, Hey, I really liked that thing that you did on Facebook. You know what I mean? So like little stuff like that, I feel like, because then they're seeing your name more often then they can connect with you better. So I love that. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. I love that about the social media. Yeah. So how do you kind of work with clients in doing this? Because I know that like, obviously these are skills that you have to build. So how do you kind of guide your clients through this and and teach them? Do you kind of have a process that you go through? Like, what does that look like for you? So I I either do, you know, private or small group sessions, or I do large group and, you know, I customize each of the programs, my client. Um, If I'm working with a business, typically we have sort of a exploratory meeting and, you know, they share a lot of their struggles that they're having, you know, inside and outside the business, whatever, whatever's going on, you know, it could just be one, one of their employees that's, that's sort of causing an overall problem with the dynamic in the company. So, so what I, once I sort of get a feel for what's going on, I'll customize a program and I, you know, the, my approach is very, it's not pointing the finger. It's just, bringing an awareness to certain behaviors and how to, how, and, and once we, once you sort of bring an awareness to these, the skill set, everyone elevates, even people who don't think they need to, yeah. everyone elevates their behaviors. Um, and so it's really helpful. And I think, you know, you don't want to be that one person like, oh man, they were just talking about the dirty fingernails. Well, yeah. everyone's <laughs> after that. So, um, you know, so it's just sort of, so that's, so we go through that and then we have our program 
Sometimes it ends up being one-on-one coaching, um, just depending on what my client needs. Um, but I have individuals who just, you know, just want their own private coaching, which is great because we can really dive into certain situations that make people feel uncomfortable and just how to build confidence. That's what I love about etiquette is it really, it allows you to feel confident in any situation. Once you master the small talk craft, you can pretty much walk into any situation and do wonderful. And so it's just sort of a process and it takes time. And I tell them it doesn't happen overnight. You have to keep right. working on it. And I, again, you've touched on the awareness quite a few times. It's once you're aware of anything, you're going to be more conscious of what you're doing with that. So obviously that's going to help you build that skill and that confidence and everything too. So that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, A lot of times people are like very fixated on themselves and selling themselves, and they're not as much paying attention to how they're making a group of people or an individual feel. We get lost in that, but really the most important piece is paying attention to how we're making others feel. Yeah. And I think that comes into play a ton in the business and online space, because I think we're so attached to like, I need X number of people in my program. I need X number of clients. But if we just show up and serve and like unattach ourselves from the outcome, normally it ends up working better (laughs) and we're serving more people and more people are attracted to us. So I really, really love that. And Brittany, that's how I feel about you. Like I felt like undivided, compassionate, patient, like attention. And, you know, it's really um, sort of vulnerable to like come in and share the struggles you're having with your business. And, um, you know, and so you just, you did such a wonderful job of making me feel comfortable. And again, when you make someone feel comfortable, you want to work with them. So good job to that. Well, thank you. Thank you. Apparently I'm practicing my etiquette here. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. Well, we're going to wrap up here, but is there anything else, any other like top tips that you want to share with our audience that um, maybe we haven't covered yet or any resources you want to share with them? Well, first of all, I just love the 17 hats. I'm yeah. a game changer. Um, thank you for that. One last thing, little piece of advice when you're talking about the dining etiquette. If you're the host, always take advantage of making a toast to your okay. family, friends, coworkers. It's an opportunity to show gratitude and leaves a strong impression. So I can talk about that more, but we can, but that that's just one little thing people ignore and forget about, but make it a priority. It's really, oh, really I love important. that. I love that. Yeah. yeah, I think it really sets the tone and kind of like gets gets the night started off on the right foot. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, cool. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Do you where can people find you? How can they connect with you if they want to learn more, if they want to learn more about your programs? Yeah, thank you. So, you know, the best way would probably to be to go through my website, which is DetroitAcademyOfEtiquette.com. My email is info at DetroitAcademyOfEtiquette.com. So yeah, just through, you know, my website would probably be easy. I also have Instagram and LinkedIn, Facebook. Yay. Well, we will put all of those links in the show notes so you guys can go connect with her. Honestly, I absolutely loved working with you and I love what you're doing. I do think it is so unique and there's not a lot of people that are doing it, but it is one of those skills that we don't think about, but we do need because we're in business and just in life in general. Um, We really need to be aware of how we're making other people feel in these different situations. So thank you so much. Awesome. Well, as always, if you guys have any questions or need anything from us, reach out to us via email, hello at theproductivitypodcast.co. And if you are not in our community yet, make sure that you hop on over there, theproductivitypodcommunity.co. We host it on an app called Mighty Network so that you can hang out and be super intentional, get some productivity tips and all kinds of good information. So we will see you guys next time.